Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Thank you for coming out tonight. 
Amen. I know it's really, really nasty weather out there. Thank you for braving the elements. Amen. It would be much easier to have stayed home tonight and just relaxed. Amen. But I'm thankful that we are here tonight because God is here. Amen. And we're looking forward to hearing these young people minister in song and testimony. Amen. They're so talented to be able to play instruments and just to glorify God in their own special way. And if your children would like to go ahead and come on up to the front, they're welcome to. We don't have to wait until the puppets come up or anything. So if you have children that want to go ahead and come on up to the front, if you feel like you need to come with them, that will be fine also. So we want them to enjoy the service, and we want the Spirit of God to move in this house. Amen. Let's give all of these children a big round of applause as, as they come, and let's worship the Lord with them.
There's no one higher than you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus.
first song that says, we are a friend of God. Amen. I am a friend of God. You know, some people, they don't like you because of what they know about you. But God likes you and he loves you because of what he knows about you, in spite of what he knows about you. Amen. And I'm thankful that I have a friend in God tonight. And I'm thankful that I have good Christian friends. Amen. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them, you're my friend. You are my friend tonight. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you tonight. Amen. We have several of the young people that are going to be testifying tonight, some that are going to be quoting scriptures and playing instruments. Amen. And, and we're just so proud of these young people. Amen. And what they are doing for God. And we're going to start off by having uh, Sister Cheyenne to come and to sing for us. And while she is preparing to sing, amen, we're going to have Joanna come and I tell you what, we're going to wait on Joanna for just a minute. Let's have Brother Solly, while he's already standing, he's, he's ready to go anyway. Let's have him testify tonight.
to be okay with God on our side. Amen. Amen. All right, Joanna, come on up. She's going to quote some Bible verses for us and sing. So this is a very talented young lady. Amen. Let's give her a hand as she comes. Great job. Awesome. All right. We're going to have Sister Isabella. If you would stand and testify, please. Amen. All right. And any of these young people, if I call your name and you want to come up to the front and, you know, stand up here with the microphone or at your seat, you're welcome to, uh, whatever you'd like to do. So, Brother Jonathan, I think he wants to come on up. He just looks like a preacher, doesn't he? He even has notes for his testimony. Thank you. Um, so, I want to start off. So my dad today, uh, he was working, and uh, and there's something called a gal poll or something. I don't know what it is, but it's when it's just like a random survey. And the survey was how many people still go to church. 
out of in America, and uh, it was 50% that don't go to church. And back uh, 16th century or whenever, the pilgrims came here to America so they could be free and have their uh, to come to praise God, you know, to live for God. So the time from then and now has changed a lot. Uh, and it proves that we're getting closer to the end times. So um, I'm just extremely grateful that I know who God is. Uh, a lot of people grow up not knowing who he is, and we just need to pray. Uh, I'm so grateful for this church family. It's really a blessing. Um, and I have great parents and a great brother. Where is he? I can't, I don't, there he is, uh, just great influence, and I really thank God for this church family, and my grandparents, I have great grandparents, I love them, I love my family, and I'm just so grateful for that. Watch out, David, watch out, he's right on your heels, buddy. All right, Sister Palin is coming to do a sign drama for us. Let's worship with her.
Come on. If you know our God is bigger, let's give him another hand clap of praise. Amen. He's big, bigger than any circumstance. Amen. Any problem, any situation that comes our way. Amen. Our God is bigger. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Sister Naomi, would you like to come up here and testify? for my family, my church family, and my pastor. Thank you for supporting us through all of our hard times. Um, I love y'all, and thank you. All right, we're going to have Lawson. Brother Lawson, come on up. He's going to sing for us. Amen. job, Lawson. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, we're going to have Brother Isaac. Would you stand? Leave your testimony. loves his family. Boy loves his family. <laughs> and Jesus, I'm sure. <laughs> Thankful for the Holy Ghost, all that kind of good stuff he wanted to say, but he just couldn't get it out. It's okay. I'm right there with you, buddy. You think of a lot of stuff that you're going to say, and it's going to be awesome. Then you get up here, you like freeze up. You're like, oh my God. You forget everything. <laughs> all right, Brother Levi. Stand and testify. Come on up here. Preach a little bit. 
not going to preach, but I do have a little something to say. Um, I am really grateful and thankful for just all the interactions with people that I have at this church. Um, I'm thankful for all that God has given to me through this church, uh, specifically the people. You know, we have some new people that I've really connected with, the Phillips family. Um, I've connected with many people at this church that have really, like, consolidated how much I love God and how much I love being here. Um, my piano teacher, music, all of that has just trapped me in how much I love God, and I truly believe in the power that this church has, that every church has, to welcome someone so much that they never want to leave the church, leave the mindset that they have after, the, after Sunday, throughout the week, after Wednesday. You know, I'm just so thankful for having that in my life and being able to live that every week. All right, Sister Kaylin. Kaylin, Kaylin, am I saying that right? Sorry, Kaylin is coming to sing. Little bitty girl with a great big voice. Sing loud.
Didn't you do an awesome job? Amen. Amen. We're going to have Sister Emma and Sister Scarlett Champion. It's going to come up and testify. Amen. That takes a lot of courage. Amen. We're proud of them. We are proud of them. Amen. Sister Leah and Sister Esther are going to bring the children's choir at this time. We appreciate the leaders. If all of you young people, if you're in the choir, come on up. Do we need to move the podium? Okay, if I can get two big, strong guys to come move this podium, please.
right, let's give him another big hand. All right, great job. Let's have our puppets come on up at this time. How many of you kids love the puppets? Yeah, let's give them a big hand. I know y'all enjoy them. While they're preparing, I believe uh, we need to give Sister Nikayla a big round of applause. She received the baptism of the Holy Ghost on Sunday. Amen. We tarried with her, amen, till after church, and I am thankful that God filled her with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Let me see the hands of our three and to six-year-olds. Who's all three to six years old? All right. So I want y'all to pay attention. I'm going to ask y'all a question, and I want y'all to answer it. As soon as you know the answer, throw your hand up and shout it out to me, okay? All right. We're going to start small. Y'all ready? All right. Who built the ark? Noah. All right. We got one right there. Shout it out to me, okay? We're going to make this quick. We don't have a lot of time. What? was Adam's wife's name. Good job, Joanna. All right. What was the name of the three Hebrew boys thrown in the fiery furnace? That's it. Good job. All right. One more for that age group. How many disciples was there? All right. All right. Let's... Good job, guys. Good job. All right, let's move on up to seven to nine. All right, seven to nine. All right, here we go. Who played the harp for King Saul? No. Come on, guys. I know y'all know this. Good job. My four-year-old over here. <laughs> what was the? Uh, well, we'll try. What was the name of Noah's three sons? Let's, let's, move, let's move on here. Let me try a different one. All right. Who was Jacob tricked into marrying? What you got? Anybody know that one? Somebody answer it for me. Rachel. No, that was the one he wanted to marry. Leah. Maybe I shouldn't ask that one. <laughs> How many pieces of silver did Judas betray Jesus for? That's pretty close. Thirty. All right, moving on. Now we're just whoever wants to answer them. All right. Who was Ruth's mother-in-law? This goes all the way into the teenage class. Who's got that for me? Yes, good job, good job. In the parable of the talents, where did the servant who had received one talent put it? Hide it under the ground, all right. We're going to have to step this up. How many days was Jesus on earth? following his resurrection. Shout it out. Give it to me. Kind of, but not quite. 40 days. 40 days. Why did Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem? That's where they had Jesus in the manger. There was a reason why they went. They were doing the census. They were doing the census. They had to count everybody. All right, last one. Are we ready, puppets? All right, last one. Who said to the Lord, speak, for your servant is listening? 
Samuel. Samuel. All right, guys, we're ready for the puppet show. Good job, everyone. Okay, kids, let me ask you a question. If I was to ask you, and I don't want nobody to say anything, but if I were to ask you, and even you adults, because some of y'all have grown up and captured one of these, in your mind, you know, everybody has somebody that's what? Their superhero, correct? Just say, nod your head, yes, yep. You think you have a superhero. Well, really, we don't really have any superheroes but God, correct? He is the biggest superhero there ever was. When the song plays, I want you to think about all the things that he did in the Bible. And sometimes we think that was a long, long ways ago that he did these things. And even for all of our parents, sometimes it feels like forever that God did that 2,000 years ago, that he died on the cross and then he, you know, went to um, the grave and rose again. But in our lives, he can be so real. And he's our only superhero kids that we should have, correct? So when you see this song, I'm go we're going to be holding up some signs, things that God has done in the Bible. But I want parents and children to think of things that God has done for you because he's your superhero. Show 
All right, kids, let's stand up and give these puppets a real big hand. They've worked hard for y'all. All right, y'all find your seat. Well, I tell you what, just come right here, and Brother David is going to come, and he's going to speak to us for a few minutes tonight, and then we're going to have Brother Noah to come and uh, speak to us. So we've got two speakers for you tonight, and so we appreciate these young men that are going to minister to us, and um, I really appreciate all of these young men and that are aspiring to minister the Word of God and to preach, and, you know, sometimes you can watch uh, just people in general, whether it be young men or young ladies, and they go through struggles in life, or, you know, may not seem like a lot to us as adults, but those struggles is what shapes us and what molds us, because it's the struggle of the caterpillar trying to get out of the cocoon that makes its wings strong enough after it develops to be able to fly. So, you know, I'm thankful for the struggles in my life, and it's, and it's inspiring to see these young men to struggle a little bit in their lives and to become stronger and to grow into the Christians and the uh, young ministers that they are. So let's give Brother David a big hand tonight. And let's, uh, all of you kids, pay attention right up here and let's listen to Brother David. Praise the Lord. Can someone just say woo-hoo? Yeah, I want to hear it louder. Woo-hoo? All right, I'm going to need you to help me tonight. Coincidentally, that's what this is all about here, my little lesson. So we're going to go back to the book of Exodus. How many of you remember Moses? The man who crossed the Red Sea, the man who turned that river into blood, and the man who God gave a rod, gave him a rod that had his name on it, and it was for him to use. So I want to go back to the chapter specifically of Exodus 17. You don't have to turn there because we have it on the screens. My title's not up there yet. It will get there. That's not the one. It should be verse 9. Do you have that, Brother Screens? All right, praise the Lord. That's my dad, by the way. So when we travel back in time, we'll see that the Israelites have just left Egypt. They've just had their exodus. Fun fact, if you say exodus the right way, you'll hear that exit is in the word Exodus. But this book is not just about their exit from Israel. It's about their arrival to the promised land. And between Exodus and the promised land, there's quite a lot. Someone say quite a lot. There's a lot of bullies standing in their way. Someone say bullies. Have you ever been trying to go somewhere and someone with a mean face just stops you? He tries to say something mean to you. He tries to make you feel like you're nothing special. I mean, I used to have to say, come on, I'm just trying to get to the restroom here. Of course, that's, that's from middle school days. I'm thankful that I'm through all that now. But the children of Israel had to struggle with this thing for over 40 years. Imagine that. That's longer than I've lived or any of you young people lived. And if we combined our age... They probably spent more time 
getting to the promised land. Well, their path to the promised land was very long. And one of the bullies in their way was named Amalek. Someone say Amalek. Amalek was one of those loners. They were out in the middle of nowhere. They lived in the hot and the sandy and the dry. Someone say dry. They were dry people. So we have a picture of where they lived or relatively close. So look at that for a second. Now close your eyes and imagine that you're there for just a moment. Close your eyes, young people. I want you to picture yourself in this place. It's hot. It's rocky. The sun is blinding. It's so bright you can't look at it, and it's dry, and there's not a lot of water to drink. And whether you like it or not, this is just the beginning. You've still got much more to go before you get to the good promised land. And so Amalek is just there. And they won't let Israel through because they're bullies. They're just bullies. And they've got the devil behind them. Let me tell you, God wants to bring you somewhere special because he loves each and every one of you just like the song says. And as he's trying to get you from point A to point B, from earth to heaven, the devil's going to try to stop you because he's a bully. And he's going to say mean things to you. And he's going to try to make you feel like you're not special or you're nothing. Whether we like it or not, that's exactly what his message is to us. But we just got to tell the devil that he's a liar. Just like the Israelites had to face Amalek and say, Amalek, you're a liar. And we're not going to let you keep us from the promised land. We're going to get through and so Moses has the battle plans. Someone say the battle plans. We're figuring out how we're going to get through. So let's go back to verse 9, Brother Screens. And Moses said unto Joshua, anyone remember Joshua? The guy from Jericho? Choose us out, men, soldiers. Go out and fight with Amalek. You're going to fight with your swords and your spears and your fists if you have to, your shields. Tomorrow, this is Moses talking, I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So basically saying, Joshua, you and all the men, you're going to go out and fight. But as for me, I'm going to go up to the top of the hill, and when I get there, I'm going to lift my hands. That's not in that verse. Do you have the next verse? No, sorry, but the Bible says when Moses was going to go up there, he was going to lift his hands. Do you know what it means when you lift your hands? Do you know what you're telling God when you lift your hands, when you do this simple thing? If you put your hand toward heaven, it means, Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus, and that's the title. That's the title. There you go. I love you, Jesus. So when we're fighting the devil and he's trying to say mean things to us and he's trying to hold us back and he's trying to put us down, we just need to lift our hands and say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Someone say the morning is here. You know what that means? The sun's up. The desert's about to get hot again. And we got to entire group of really angry people standing in our way, and they don't want to let us pass. And we're going to rise up with Joshua, 
some of us, the most of us are going to get ready to fight because the morning's here and the battle's about to begin. But Moses, can I get my Moses? Can I get my Moses? Thank you. Give him a hand, will you? My Moses here, he's got a plan. He's going to take this rod and he's going to go to the top of the hill. Now, where's my Aaron and my Hur? Aaron here is Moses' brother, and Hur is one of the young men of Israel. That's H-U-R, Hur. You're, you're a boy. And so the, all three of them are up there. You see that? The, all three of them are. But the rest of us, this entire congregation, that means everyone in the church. I don't want to try to use too big a words on you. We're all standing in the field with these three men above us. And we're about to fight the enemy. It's about to get cruel. It's about to get tough. Someone say tough. We're about to be punching with fists and we're about to be stabbing with swords and slamming with shields. I don't want to get too violent on you. But it's the truth. It's in the Bible. And the spiritual fight we go through is no less violent. In fact, it's even more violent. Because where you end up forever is at stake. And the devil, like I said, doesn't want you to get to the promised land. He's going to do everything he can to stop you. He's going to do everything he can to make sure you can't pass through this valley. And so, with these three men here, my Moses over here, he's going to lift his hands with the rod in his hand. And when he does that, we're going to feel some strength. Say, I love Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Don't you feel some power when someone says that? When you call on the name of Jesus... Now, let me put out a, let me, let me just put out a little disclaimer here. Uh, Jesus was not who they referred to in the Old Testament. They called him Jehovah Jireh. As a matter of fact, Jehovah Jireh originates from this chapter. The name Jehovah Jireh comes from this because, oh, I'm sorry, that's Jehovah Nisi. Correct me. I, I am correct. Sorry. So they called on Jehovah, but we call on Jesus. Makes no difference. It's the same God. We're just in the New Testament, and we're covered by his blood. And so when you call in the name of Jesus in your battle, we're going to have some strength because you did it. Pastor, you're just like Moses. And when you sit up here and when you lift your hands, we're all given power because of it. Young people, when your Sunday school teachers stand up in front of you and they give you good word, they're giving you strength. Your parents, when they, when they stand on the hill for you and they call in the name of Jesus, you may never see them do it, but they're doing it anyways. They're giving you power. And so when you lift your hands, Moses, I'm giving some strength. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to run these aisles. I'm ready to shout. I'm ready to fight the devil. I'm ready to do it all in Jesus' name because someone's backing me up. Someone's backing me up. Pastor, you're backing us up. Young people, your Sunday school teacher's backing you up. Little, little people, your parents are backing you up. Now, there's a problem here. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to go to verse 11. Verse 11 explains everything I just said. There you go. When Moses held up his hand, the children prevailed. But the battle wasn't over. They weren't done fighting because the bully still would not let them pass. It was a long time. Someone says a long time before the bully could be defeated and the children could pass through. But there's a problem here. When you've been standing up there, keep raising your hands. When you keep standing up there so long with your Bible in your hands 
And you've just got to keep confronting the same enemy. You've just got to keep wrestling the same bully. Kind of like Jacob was when he was wrestling the angel. You just get tired. Start leaning over a little bit. Give him some visual. Yeah, you see that? And his hands started to go down. And when his hands started to go down, when I was jumping like this, now I'm jumping like this. And the enemy could take me easier. When you were lifting your hands like this, now you're lifting them like this. When you were calling on the name of Jesus, like, Jesus! Now you're doing it like, Jesus? Jesus, are you here with me? I can't tell anymore. Young people, sometimes, sometimes when you fight the bully, sometimes when you have to stand up to the bully, I'm not saying fight him with fists. I'm saying you fight him, you fight him by being who you're called to be. You be kind to your enemies. You treat them with love and respect because that's how we fight the battle in the New Testament. They fought theirs in their, their way in the Old Testament. We fight ours in the New Testament with loving kindness, putting others first. And that's when they truly see that we're the bigger people. And they're going to start wondering, I wonder what's different about you, Sister Scarlett. I wonder what's different about you and you and you and you. What, where do you go to church? And when they start asking these questions, you're going to start seeing them walk through the doors. And you're going to see them start sitting in these seats. And before long, you're going to take a look and no one's standing in your way anymore because they're all with you now. The devil, he relies on people. And he's going to want the little people too. Don't think that you're outside of that. But when you start bringing in more little people into the church by loving them and being kind the devil's going to see his kingdom fall down before he could establish it, before he could build it up. I'm sorry, young people. I don't mean to use the most gigantic words, even though it's easier for me. I understand. You, you, you've got you've to understand. And so Joshua, like I said, he, he starts becoming weaker. Before you could be kind, but now you're getting a little angry. And when someone shoves you aside, you, try, you decide you're going to shove them back. And when someone says something mean to you, you decide to return the word. You decide to turn that compliment around and give it to them. You start breaking the golden rule a little bit. The golden rule. Remember that? Do unto others as you'd have do unto you. I'm not preaching the golden rule tonight. That's not the topic, but you start to lose it. You start to drop it when the arms fall. But there's a reason why there's two other men there. There's a reason why Brother Levi's here. And Brother Bryce are here. I meant to say, I meant to say Aaron and her. Sorry, guys. I guess I broke the script a little bit. There's a reason why they're both up there. Because when your hands start to fall, the Bible says, Exodus chapter 7 and verse 12, Moses' hands were heavy. They took a stone. I forgot to get a chair, but that's okay. They, they gave something Moses to sit on. And then each one took a hand. Take an arm. Take an arm. Young people, I want you to see this. That when you're weak and you can't keep going on because the bullies just got you down and you don't know what to do, you've got other young people there to help you through. You've got other people to lift you up. And the Bible says that when his hands went back up, I could start to do this again. And I could start to shout again. And I could start to lift my hands again because because the arms are lifted, and I'm backed up. One of the reasons I chose Brother Noah to play the part of Moses is because on Sunday he helped me dance. I was over here dancing after church. Oh, Jesus, I'm feeling the fire. 
I started to think to myself, why is no one joining me? Why is no one else doing that? And then I turned around and you were dancing. You were dancing. And I decided maybe he's waiting for me. So I started dancing with you. And that's when the Holy Ghost moves really is when you touch someone. It's when you touch someone. Young people, I don't want you to lose focus here. If you're going through a bad day, talk to your friends about it. If you're having a bad week, don't be afraid to go tell your mother or your father or whoever your guardian is about it. Don't be afraid to go in your prayer closet and get on your knees and say, God, I need help. I need more. I need more friends. I need more family. I need more protection. Help me be brave enough to tell them what I'm going through. Don't be scared to, to, to tell them your secrets if there's secrets that are hurting you inside. Don't be afraid to tell them what's going on. Sometimes even we teenagers struggle with it. I know I have. When I'm going through something, I don't know who to talk to. Sometimes I talk to Levi. Sometimes I just talk to myself. But you can't live off of talking to yourself. Because take your arms off them real quick. When you live a life of talking to yourself, this is what happens. You just can't keep going that way. But when you talk to your friends, they plug in. Plug in with them. And he gets back up, and we're all back in business. And the devil realizes he, he just can't keep you. He can't put us all in the prison cell. He can't put us all in the prison cell. I almost forgot to tell you the outcome of the story, the, what happened at the end. You see, Amalek was defeated, and, like, and as I said earlier, M Moses gave that field a name. He called it Jehovah Nisi, for he said, because the Lord had sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. In other words, the Lord is never going to let Amalek stand in them or their way again. When you defeat this demon or that demon, you stop on Satan in this little part of his garden, he's never going to be able to attack you there again. That demon's never going to be able to get you here again. And you need to believe in order for that victory to come, you can't do it all on your own. You need others. I almost forgot to say, I have a second title. My title changes. Put the second one up. I love you, Jesus, turns to, say it with me, we love Jesus. Doesn't everyone here love Jesus? If everyone here loves Jesus, that gives me the strength. That lets me know that I'm not alone. That lets me know that when I'm going to school, I've got a church. I've got a family. I've got a, a congregation, everyone in the church. I've got parents. I've got family. I've got you three gentlemen who have helped me out so much. Give them a hand. You can come down now. And then when, I, and when I'm able, when we are able to hear each other say, we love you, Jesus, that's where our truth, 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 our true strength comes from. I don't know what a truth is. I'm sure it's a word out there if we look for it. But you young folks, Naomi Palin, your friendship continues to inspire me. The fact that you two are such best friends and you're so close, even no matter what might get in your way, you still power through together. Cheyenne, you continue to inspire me because you're everyone's friend. You're everyone's friend, really. You're kind to me, and I never even met you before. And you said, David, I hope that your uncle's okay. I said, thank you. What's your name? But you knew my name because you're a good friend. And I know your name because I know you're a good friend now. And all the rest of you, I'm sorry if I don't know all your names. Some of you I've never met. But I can tell you this, that you've got true friends here. You've got true friendship. I was going to say material, but just when you're out in the world and you see, you compare, 
you can see that the people here are much better than what you'll find up there. That's not to put my worldly friends down at all. That's just to say, I wouldn't make it without the friends I have here. Can't say the same about the others. These people keep me up. These people keep me stable. These people keep me on fire for God. And sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one, but I got to be reminded that Brother Levi's still up there playing the saxophone, and you, Noah, are still dancing over here, and you, Jonathan, well, I see you every day, and I know you're, you're, just, you're, you're fine. You're fine. And Solly, you're still powering through, and Kathan, goodness, Kathan, when you sing up there, you know how encouraging that is to me. Young people, little Sunday schoolers, find encouragement in the people you are close to. Find encouragement. I'm sorry, I don't know if you know what encouragement means. It means you're cheered up. If you're down, someone cheers you up. And if you're mad, if you're angry, someone can calm you down. And if you don't know where you're going, someone can point over there and say, maybe you want to try over there. And you say, I don't know if I can keep going. This person says, well, I know well. I know a God. And you say, I don't know if I trust him anymore. And you say, let's go pray together. These kinds of moments are powerful, and the devil can never replicate them. The devil can never make anything in the world look like what we have, even if he tries. No matter what atrocious thing he does, it, it's never going to replicate. It's never going to duplicate. I'm so sorry. It's never going to take what we have here, and it's never going to make something in the world that's as good. We've got it as good as we can here. We've got it the best. I'm sorry for the... Big words. But you just remember, Moses held up a rod. I'm not telling you to go grab a rod. You don't need a rod to fight sin. I was telling my mother this. <laughs> I don't need a rod because I got this. I got my Bible. And I'm going to hold it up if I have to. Sometimes when I'm so distressed, I hug this thing. I hug it. And I know that sounds crazy because it's just a book, right? Just an old book? No. Because... God was the Word, or whatever John said. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It, it's here. It's right in this book, and it's with your friends. And as soon as you can say, I love you, Jesus, and here we love you, Jesus, you know what? I'm starting to think I might have to flip the title. It's easier to say, I love Jesus, when you hear someone say, we love you, Jesus. So I'm going to come to a close now. Brother Rowe, if you want to take from me. I hope I didn't go over my limit. I usually have a tendency to. But thank you for giving me your time and attention. Awesome. Let's give him a big hand. Didn't he do great? Good job, buddy. Awesome. Amen. Brother Noah, come on up. Amen. So proud of these young men, amen, and the work that they're doing. Praise the Lord. All right, so, one sec. What is this? How much is this? $20. Okay. Raise your hand. Who wants this? Okay. 
what would, what, raise your hand, what would you do with this? What would you buy with this? What would you buy with this? Good job. I'm going to buy a Bible. That's good. What would you buy with this? Some coffee. Perfect. What would you buy with this? Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Pay attention here. Who wants it now? Okay. What would you do with it? It's crumbled. It's in a ball. It's wrinkled. It's, it's here. It's, it's, it's nothing. Is it still worth the same amount? Is, is this, can you still buy something that's $20 with this crumbled up $20 bill? Okay. Now, raise your hand. Have you ever found money laying on the ground? Okay. How much was the amount you found laying on the ground? $27. What about you? $1. Braylon? $1.25. What about you, Mason? $5. What about you, Isaac? $10. Johanna? One cent. That's still money. Still money. All right, I'm going to change gears here. In the beginning, God created us in his image. Right. And Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. That just means that God created everyone to be like him. He created us to want to be like him. And so God created us in his image, but sin causes us to become damaged. Sin causes us to become distorted, just like this crumbled up piece of money. We become crumbled like this piece when we sin. When we sin, we become broken like this. It's it's damaged. It's it's in a ball. It's wrinkled. Uh, Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And although sin made us no longer like God and causes us to be separate from God because he's holy, it never changed our worth or value. In him, just because I crumbled this $20 bill up, just because it's, it's, it's in a ball, doesn't mean it's not $20. It means it just changed its appearance. That's all it means. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, Lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And God hath before ordained that we should walk in him. So, when Satan tries to tell you that you're worthless, that's important. He's going to try to tell you you're worthless. It's not if 
Satan tries to tell you that you're worthless when because he always, he always tries to make you feel like a crumbled up piece of trash. He tries to make you feel dirty. He tries to make you feel like you're worthless just because you're not the same as you were before. You're not on fire for God anymore. You're, you're in a drought. He tries to make you feel like it's worthless. But it's important. It's really important to see and know from this lesson that just because I crumbled this money up, never lost its value or worth, neither have you to God. God still loves you because he created you in his image. He loves us so much that he died for us, that he robed himself in flesh, that he died on a cross to save us because he knew one day we would be crumbled in sin. One day we would be damaged. We would be distorted from his image. He knew one day that we wouldn't be on fire. We'd be in a drought. He knew that. So he came down and died for us. And he's always, he's always there waiting with open arms, waiting for us to come back, waiting for us to accept his forgiveness, waiting for us to ask for forgiveness. And it's important that anyone in this room, anyone, no matter your age or anything, you can be made new. You can be made new now or made new again. You can be made new multiple times. Uh, raise your hands. How, may, how are we made new in God? Naomi, by getting baptized, great. Braylon, how are we made new in God? Perfect. Johanna, pray. All those are perfect. And it is all those things and by following the plan of salvation. That's really important. Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins that, and ye may, and ye shall see for the gift of the Holy Ghost. That means that if you come to God, knowing that you're crumbled, knowing that you're broken, knowing that you're damaged, if you ask God to forgive you, if you tell Him, because He knows you're broken, but if you if you surrender to Him, and tell Him how broken you are and how much. You want to be made new. How, how, how desperate you are to be made new. So I challenge all of you, every age in this room, to be made new in Christ again or be made new in Christ for the first time. If you do that, you will prove the devil wrong when he tries to tell you that God doesn't want you because of what you've done. God doesn't want you because you're crumbled. He's going to try to tell you that God doesn't want you because you don't look like God anymore. Just like the $20 bill didn't look like a regular $20 bill. It doesn't make it any less. So when he tries to tell you that, prove him wrong by following the plan of salvation. Prove him wrong by getting the Holy Ghost, repenting, being baptized. Prove him wrong. And if you do that, that will prove the devil wrong, and it will prove 
that God knows that you're still worth it. It'll prove that God knows that you still have power in God. It proves that no matter what may come your way, no matter the trial, no matter the tribulation, no matter uh, if you're crumbled in, in a ball, a ball of sin, if you're distorted and not in God's image, that doesn't matter. What matters is what you do when you're crumbled, what you do when you're distorted out of God's image. That's what matters. So if you follow the plan of salvation, if you repent, earnestly come to God for repentance, be baptized, and you will, you will receive the Holy Ghost. You will. Uh, the musicians, if y'all would like to come. I want the young people, everyone, just to, to stand and make their way. I want you to uh, lift your hands. Lift your hands. And if you want to pray with your, your kid or if you want to comfort them or be, be their friend, like David said, or be encouraging to them, it's important to let them know and to reiterate to your children that God will not leave you, that God knows that you're still worth it. All right. They're going to play some music for us. If I could just get all of the kids, if you're 18 and under, I want you to come up here and let's just let's just gather up around the front. We're going to have all of the girls on this side. And let's get all the boys right over here. And let's just lift our hands and let's pray together. And let's ask God to touch us here tonight. If there's some of you that don't have the Holy Ghost, as these two young men have already said so aptly, amen, tonight you can have the Holy Ghost. God is here to give it to you in this children's service. The power of the Lord is here. And like Brother Noah said, if some of the parents would like to come up and come around these young people, let's just lay our hands on them and Young men, if y'all like to put your hand on each other's shoulders and young ladies as well, let's just pray for each other tonight. Can we do that? Let's close our eyes and let's just ask God to bless us in this house tonight. Lord, we praise you tonight and we love you, God. We're so thankful for your spirit. We thank you for these young people that are here tonight, Lord, and the calling the abilities, the talents that you have given them. God, thank you for bringing them out of darkness into this wonderful light, for bringing them out of this world and showing them salvation, showing them your spirit and your power in their lives. I thank you, God, for leading them and guiding them. Thank you for developing them, Lord, into what they are today and for the plans that you have for their future, God. You're a miracle working and a mighty God. And I ask you tonight, Lord, if there's any of these young people that don't have the Holy Ghost, God, ask you, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and their minds and help them to submit their lives to you tonight. Ask you, Lord, that you would help them to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift that you have given us freely. Come on, young people, let's lift our hands to God right now. 
And let's ask God for the Holy Ghost. Let's ask God for the healing that you need for your family. Ask God for the blessings that you want in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just take a few moments to pray right now. Some of the ministers, if you'd like to lay hands on some of these young people, let's just pray with them tonight. all children. 
said it constantly when he was alive on this earth, walking among us in the flesh. He said he loves all children and that you can only go to the kingdom if you're made a child. Now, that's not saying you have to go back in time. That's not saying you have to reverse your age, but you're in it right now, young people. You're in a place, you're in a state where God can use you for so much. I mean, we can still be used, but if you just call out and tell Jesus you love him, He's moved by compassion by people your age, possibly more than anyone else, because he sees your futures, every one of you. You're just plants, you're just sprouts right now, but he sees a tree in you. He sees a whole, he sees a whole forest. You're gonna spread seed and you're gonna spread it far. And you just gotta tell him that you love it because he's moved by that. He's moved by that. You just gotta tell him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. God is wonderful. Amen. Are you thankful for your friends tonight? Are you thankful for the friend that we have in Jesus tonight? Let's just all lift our hands and let's sing this song together. Let's sing this song. for coming tonight thankful for all of these children amen that are dedicating their time and their energy to God amen and the Lord is blessing them the Lord is using them and the Lord is blessing higher praise tabernacle because of them amen we appreciate and love each and every one of them amen and uh, just want to say how grateful we are amen to have a wonderful pastor, wonderful pastor's wife, 
March is, I guess, officially Pastor's Wife Appreciation Month. And we want to say how much, where's Sister Morell at? We want to say, come on up here, Sister. I'd like for my wife to come up here as well. How much we appreciate our pastor's wife and our youth pastor's wife, Brother Sister Morell and, and Sister Roe. We appreciate them. Amen. And all of the ladies of this church, amen, and the model and the example that they are for these young women. And we love them. We don't want to take them for granted. Amen. It's awesome to see, amen, these ladies praying, amen, in the altar before every service, amen, and just just uh, being the example that we need. And we appreciate and love them. Amen. We appreciate y'all. God bless you tonight. You are dismissed in the wonderful name of Jesus.